the recording? What right, up, bro? Welcome Woody? back to what's up? No, I just said what up, bro. Go ahead. Uh, welcome back to episode 25 of the From Half Court Sports Talk Show with Darren and Rob. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, we were going to recap UFC 273 this past weekend, and the NBA play in tournament starts tomorrow, so we got to give our official predictions for that. But I just wanted to start off going, covering this weekend's uh, fights uh, because I thought it was a, a great weekend of fights. Um, before I get into the the main three fights of the night, uh, I wanted to give some honorable mentions. Uh, the first guy I would like to give the mention to, I believe his name is Ian Gary. Uh, he fought on the, the main event of the prelims. He had a really good fight. He's an undefeated fighter. Uh, he went out there, won his fight. He looked really good in it. So I look forward to his career so far. And also wanted to get a shout out to um, Megan Anderson and uh, Torres. I forget her first name. Uh, but they had a really good fight too. That was a really good fight of mix between jujitsu and a kickboxer. It was a really good style of matchup. All right. You said her name was Megan? Uh, Megan Anderson. Was it Megan? It's not pronounced Megan? I think it's either Megan or Megan. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Okay. But uh, she's a really she's really has really high level jujitsu and it was a really good fight. But to get to the main uh, fights of the night, uh, I wanted to start off with the people's main event that we talked about uh, the last week: uh, Hazmat Shemaev versus Gilbert Burns. This fight lived up to all the hype, Darren. Shemaev, like I was telling you last week, he was walking through all his opponents uh, with ease. So they jumped him up to the number two guy in the division. And it that, that fight was a dream. Uh, to start off, uh, he went for the first takedown of the fight within probably like, let's say, 15 seconds of the fight. Got denied immediately really well by Gilbert Burns. From that moment, I knew we had a fight on our hands. Um, Gilbert Burns uh, got caught early in the first round with a uh, jab that put him down. Um, from the southpaw position. And that's a really interesting jab because that's the same uh, southpaw jab that Kamaru Usman knocked him out with uh, when he was fighting Kamaru Usman. So it was really good to see that uh, uh, Shemaev striking was good enough to switch, go switch stance and hit him with that southpaw jab and make it land and make it hurt enough for him to put him on his butt. Uh, in the second round, that's when Gilbert Burns got to show off a little bit of his power and a little bit of pop in his hands. Uh, he was able to put down Shemaev. In my opinion, I think he knocked him out. I saw his, you could literally see his eyes roll to the back of his head. Um, he put him down with six seconds left. Uh, Shemaev made it out the round, which led to um, a third round going into 1-1, right down the middle. They both went right at each other's face. They were both swinging for the fences, trying to knock each other out. Neither of them got the finish. But it ended up being a very close fight, and Shamayev ended up uh, pulling it out on the scorecards. Personally, I had Gilbert Burns winning that fight, uh, but it was a great fight in general, and I really can't be mad at the judges giving it to Shamayev. So, uh, as far as Shamayev goes, uh, they're looking at him possibly fighting Colby Covington um, next. That's what Dana White wants to do. But my biggest takeaway from the fight. Um, this is what I'm going to end on about this fight, is Shamayev looked human. That's my biggest takeaway. He looked human. 
Um, and w why I say that is I before this fight, I really didn't know how Kamaru Usman was going to attack Shamayev. But I think Kamaru can definitely beat him now. And he doesn't look like this unbeatable monster. So that's what I will say about this fight. Um, you got any questions about that? Nope. All right. So let's move on to the next fight. Uh, the next fight was for the 135-pound belt. And I told you guys last week that Aljamain Sterling was going to win. This was my upset of the night. Uh, and he got it done. He really got it done. It was still a really close fight like the first one. Uh, this was a five-round fight. Aljo was able to get uh, still three rounds, in my opinion. On, I'm sorry. He was able to steal three rounds on the a judge's scorecard. Um, honestly, once again, I disagreed with the judges. Uh, I actually had Peter Jan win in this fight. But Aljo came out on the scorecards, and I actually won, uh, no lie, I won like $110 on this fight. So I bet 20 bucks. 190 and I bet before before the odds went down uh went up I bet like 25 and won like a good amount of uh I won like a good amount of money on that one too ended up being around like 110 somewhere so definitely shout out to Aljamain Sterling for shutting up all the haters and getting it done uh and for the main event of the night uh Alexander Volkanovsky put on a showcase it, it it's as simple as this it's what I call um a master class it's when the the fighter not only looks unbeatable and dominant you get to see he's like it's like he's showing off his skills he's showing off his leg kicks he's showing off his jab he's showing off his combinations and and then for some reason his opponent can't do anything about it uh it's called I, I, it was a master class for alexander volkanovsky he shows why he's at the top of the division and he shows why he's such a dominant uh fighter but, uh, yeah, that's all I had to really say about the card. Um, it was an amazing card from start to finish. And uh, if you if you did, if you did missed it, I would definitely suggest that anybody to go back and watch those fights because they were really good fights. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the play-in tournament. Darren, what's your – who do you got coming out the play-in tournament? Who do I have coming out of the play-in tournament? On which side? The East. Probably like Brooklyn, Charlotte. Those two teams I see. How about the West? Clippers. Timberwolves, yeah, those two things. Yep, that's not going to change at all. The East is the more questionable one because that the Pelicans ain't going to beat those two teams. I don't feel like. So I I agree with you a little bit. I like Brooklyn too, and I really want um Charlotte to come out, but the Cavs are really looking really good this year, and I I really want to see them make the playoffs. You think the Cavs are going to get the seventh seed? I was thinking about the Cavs getting the eighth seed. So you got the Cavs losing to the Nets and then beating whoever they beat? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, 
And don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm not going to act like I watched a lot of Cavaliers basketball this year. Um, but definitely, I, I like the Cavs. Mm, they're a good team. They're young. Um, I think they need another year before they actually do something really phenomenal. They can definitely make the playoffs, though. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I just got the Hornets meeting one of those teams. I don't really – me personally, I would have the Cavs beating the Nets, the Cavs making the seventh seed, and then the Nets having to play one of these two teams. Um, And they don't play no defense. So you're really not going to shut down either one of these point guards. Trey Young is the only person that shuts stuff down. So. Um, is it, do you, what, why do you think, uh, do you think Atlanta has had a disappointing season to say the least? Or you think the East just got tougher? The East got tougher. Those top six seeds are legit. If the Nets had Ben Simmons, they would be legit. Ben Simmons is coming back for playoffs, right? We don't, we don't know that. Yo, Darren, if they trade it for this nigga and they, he doesn't play in a playing game, a playoff game. He's not playing in a playing game. Why? What's going on? He's not ready yet. Like he doesn't know the system? He's injured. I know you can't see my face right now, but I don't get it, dog. I, I just don't get it. I feel like this whole channel has been dedicated to shit-talking Ben Simmons to, to an extent. <laughs> but God damn, yo. Like, damn, I, I don't get it. Darren, I need you to explain this to me. What? Why would the Nets trade for a nigga that's not going to play basketball? I mean, they did get two other pieces in that trade that were really good. I think uh, Seth Curry is a great piece. I think um, uh, who's the big man they got? Truman? I want to say it was Truman. Yeah, that was a good piece too. No, there's two good pieces. I but you don't make. Pieces. I understand. I understand from the extent that James want part Harden wanted out. So is this where they're coming from? Maybe I've been watching this movie Wedding Time too much. But is this where they're coming from? The show winning time. Uh, uh people. The show winning time. The show winning time. But what does that have were, to do with this? I'm about to make the. I'm about to make the reference. Do you think that they were thinking that okay, James Harden wants out. We need to get a. We need to get an asset to have uh, to be able to trade later. And they're thinking, okay, Ben, we can get Ben Simmons, and we could just have an asset, and we still can. But we can make James Harden happy because we need to get James Harden out of here. That's, this is our best chance of getting an asset that can replicate this, the replicate his value for further possibly trades in the future, maybe? Or did they actually expect this man to play basketball? They probably expected him to play basketball, right? Because he's they didn't like have... just like, like a shitty-ass asset right now. A really terrible-ass asset. Until he comes in in the playoffs and start playing some defense. If he plays in the playoffs, Aaron, that's what you said. Darren, if the I didn't Nets say don't that. Make I didn't say that at all. Games, I didn't say that at should, all. If the Nets don't don't win these playing games like like they should, 
and miss the playoffs. Because play, I don't care what anybody says. Playing games are not the playoffs. If they miss the play, if they lose these playing games, that's it's it's a tragic. That's a tragic. That's a losing trade. You lost that trade. You lost that trade. I don't know how to mm-hmm. say it any better. I don't know how to say it any better. I, I think that's just that's a bad way of looking at it. That's a very bad way of looking at it. Then how, how do you look at it? You're saying if they miss the playoffs because of the play-in game, which is one game, and I will argue that that one game is a playoff game. I think they because you're if you win your first game where they're at, they don't have to play again, right? Correct, but they get two. All right, then. All right, then. So it's it's a playoff game. Uh, if they lose. You're saying they lost the trade. I'm saying it was they lost due to COVID and Kyrie's COVID vaccine stance, which I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not judging him for. He's 100 percent his right to make his decisions. But I would say that is more of a reason than saying the trade with Ben Simmons and James Harden. Okay, I can see that point. I know because I make great points when it comes to the NBA. I just want to let the audience know that. Okay. Um. Yeah, bro. Um. I I see what you're saying. Uh, but the but I don't understand trading for somebody that's not going to play basketball. Like if uh, if he doesn't if he if Ben Simmons contributes nothing to this to the net season, I I just don't get it. I guess that's the best way I can put it. I. I... We talk, like you said, we talked a lot about Ben Simmons. If you're watching this and you wondering what we feel about Ben Simmons, at this point, I'm so numb to it. You should probably just go back and watch the previous episodes. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. You know what, though? LeBron had this episode of The Shot. Shout out to The Shot and Maverick Carter and all those people. Spring Hill Productions, they're doing a great job. But uh, he was just quoted saying... Like, um, the meat and potatoes of all of it is work. People don't want to work. And that's how I see Ben Simmons. He just doesn't want to work. So, fuck it. Which is crazy because he's actually on a team with two actual, like, basketball workaholics, Kyrie and KD. Those are some skillful-ass players. And you don't become skillful by talent. You become skillful by putting time in. You think, uh... You think Ben Simmons doesn't love basketball? Made have fell out of love with the game or something like that? I don't think he ever loved the game. I think he loved what the game could do for him. Yeah, that's tough. But I can I can see that too. It's not yeah. tough. It's money. It's money. money. There's a lot of people. Money, women. Because look at music. Winners? Just look at music. People. There's people who get one hit wonder. Why? Right? Because they got their they got a good check and they're good. Not because they're getting shoved by a company or a record company. It's just they're good. They're not spending that time in the studio no more. They're good. Hmm. He made uh, it to a second contract. He probably got his second contract. He's probably good. Uh, uh, one last question. You said the you said the West is more simple. Uh, you don't see the Pelicans beating any of these teams. Um, how do you feel about the Spurs? You think the Spurs have a chance? Nope. Nope. The Clippers was winning games without Kawhi and Paul George. They're a deep team that's well coached. Timberwolves, 
I said it a couple episodes ago. I was wrong, or I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't expecting Anthony Edwards to be this dominant fucking athlete on the basketball court like he is. Or actually, I was expecting him to be an athlete, but I wasn't expecting him to translate this like this. Not like not like this. Not like this. But he's a fucking boss, bro. He's doing his thing. Him and Carl. Carlton Towns is probably my favorite. He is my favorite center. Jokic is next to him, but yeah. I just I think that team has been hungry for years, man. And then Carlton Collins, the past two years, one was like his mom got COVID. Another year they um he was injured like a lot. Like he was like either dramatically injured or missed it because of COVID. He was injured like a lot. So I'm I'm happy to see him healthy and making a playoff push. Okay. All right. Lastly, um, I wanted to end on this. Um Frank Vogel officially got fired today as uh, or the as being let know that he's going to get fired as the Lakers head coach uh, at the end of he the season. He got fired today. He got fired today? Okay. So it's official that he got fired today. Um, you have anything else you want to say about Frank Vogel's tenure with the Lakers? It wasn't his fault. If y'all don't blame this last year on Frank Vogel, he had 41 different lineups. Blame this season, if you're going to blame it solely on one person, which is I still think that's wrong, I would blame it on AD and his health. Something's wrong with that guy. Yeah. AD's supposed to be the guy right now, too. This is, he is. He's, he's supposed to carry LeBron through his older age, right? The team was supposed to be AD's team, not LeBron's team. And we still see it as LeBron's team. Which is a problem, which is a big problem. That is a problem. That is a big problem you're on in the year 20. And AD, bro, I, I'm I'm disappointed these past two years if you're real with you. Only because he came in out of shape one year. Then this year it was just somebody said it perfect, bro. Like his injuries, the normal person, the normal athlete, other basketball player would be out for like five games, six games. His his should be like for 15, 20 games. And just like, bro, is your pain tolerance like that? That low, which is, I, I'm not judging. Everybody has their own level of pain, pain tolerance. But is it that low that it is consistently keeping you out of games? Because the biggest thing about AD, bro, is his star factors is going to go away. There, Honestly, if I was Lakers, I'd probably try to trade AD. You think AD still has crazy value right now? You you just trying to trade him before you lose it? I don't think he has crazy value. I just think he has good enough value where we can get a piece back. Really? You, you don't like, think he? Um, not to cut you off. You don't put think like that's this. top five value? Put it like this: If I can get a team like the Blazers to take AD and Russ off of the books, I'm I'll give you both of them for Dame. Yeah, for Dame. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Just like that. I'm good. Maybe one first round pick and I'm good. A second. I don't care. A first round pick. Personally, I'm saying for a first round pick. Because so this team Damon still needs first? to get younger. I don't think I I'll I'll give you a second for that. Damon a second and I'll take both. Well, we're not GM, so I don't it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying that's what I would ask for. You get A D and you get Russ. You gotta pay these niggas, but if they're healthy, you'll more likely be in the playoffs. That sounds like a bad deal, though. Unless, unless, unless Portland thinks I, I don't know. 
if Portland think yeah. I wouldn't trade, I would try to get if Portland could get AD without giving up Dame. Obviously, they would want to do that. It's not happening, so don't even put that out there. But I, I, like I've always told you, Darren, I want Dame to get out of LA. I mean, sorry, I want Dame to get out of a Portland. I'm not doing that though. I'm just saying, if we stick on on LA and Frank Vogel, I'm saying personally, y'all need to move AD. I'm, y'all just need to get a piece that will not waste LeBron's twentieth year. And AD, if you are somehow listening to all the criticism, including this one, get your ass healthy, dog, and stay healthy. No, no. AD, if you're listening to all the criticism, including this one, shout out to you, bro. I love that you're listening to our uh, to our little uh, sports talk show. That too. But get healthy. At the end of the day, bro, I would say I was one of the biggest fans of AD, especially when he was with the Pelicans, mm-hmm. and he was doing what he was doing with DeMarcus Cousins with the Pelicans. It's just it's not it now. It's not it right now. And it's because of health. It's not because of ability. It's health. Also, shout out to Clay Thompson. That boy dropped like a 30-point game or something like that recently. Shout out to Clay Thompson. All right. Um, You want to wrap up on that? Yep, yep. Thank you guys again for watching another episode of the From Half Court Sports Talk Show with Darren and Rob. Um, We'll see you guys again Wednesday night. Peace. Stay balling. That's how I'm about to start ending.